0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Scout's Eye on college football as we are moving pretty fast as the world of college football is news by the minute, isn't it? Uh, Each and every day we're getting new information. We know where the Big Ten, the Pac-12 stands. We'll get you caught up on what is going on, how some of that went down, as well as a look into what's ahead possibly for the SEC, ACC, Big 12, as well as the AAC. Conference USA and the Sunbelt Conference. We've got a couple of questions from Richard and Kevin, who've, uh, again, loyal listeners and loyal followers and questioners on this show. And we encourage you to do what they do and send me a question at Contact Chris, and I will absolutely address it uh, right here on this show, on the Pro Football Show. Uh, Scout's Eye on Pro Football. So, as we've kind of made the transition, uh, we've kind of given a little bit of a touch. And again, we're going to focus, as uh, I don't, I've said this on different platforms, I don't like, I mean, I like the on the field stuff. Got to get on the field first. Um, so, we're going to address it in the questions as well as what's on people's minds. So, I'm going to get into some of the political machinations. Um, of college football today, and and we're going to get back on track as to taking it step by step. Yes, we're going to get into the X's and O's. We're going to get into the games that are played in college. If there are no games played in college, we're still going to be here talking about the college landscape, giving you the latest news, notes, and uh, evaluating the process of recruiting and everything. You know, this is going to be a place where you can find out what's going on if there are no games going on. So either way, we're going to be here for you, so we appreciate that. All brought to you by our great friends at 401k Generations, the experts in financial planning. If you wish to set up a 401k for your employees, if you wish to roll over an IRA, whatever your needs are financially, any questions on money management, investments, Just want to speak with someone to make sure that you're on track with your financial goals. Eddie Rojas and his team at 401k 401k Generation is who you need to reach out to today. Why? Well, they can help you in a down market, in an up market. There's always ways to make sure that you're meeting your goals. What are your goals? Get somebody that can find out what those goals or help you meet your goals. They're licensed in all 50 states. So wherever you're listening to this podcast in the Continental United States, you can absolutely get the information that can help you. All you got to do is give them a call or a text at one 998 5879 That's 1-866-998-5879. Remember to sign up for this podcast at Landry Football's conference call. So if you're used to listening to the shows elsewhere, sign up for it so you get it on your phone, and you can, of course, also find it on LandryFootball.com, which, by the way, is where you want to go to make sure that you take advantage of the scouting season offer now as the price goes up to the regular price in about a week. So make sure that you take advantage of the scouting season offer today. Um, check out the Twitch channel, TV slash Football, where you can get... All of the great programming we've got going on with Miller and Moulton in the morning. We've got Big Ten shows, Big 12 shows, Pac-12 shows, ACC shows, SEC shows, Chuck Oliver midday. We've got uh, film room shows. We've got fantasy football shows. We've got recruiting shows. We've got draft shows. Um, we've got NFL shows during the evening. we got it all for you. So we appreciate you joining us over there as well. So the news came down. We know about the Big Ten and the Pac-12 decisions. were made very much politically uh, from the government offices in Pennsylvania, Michigan, Ohio, Minnesota. And I can tell you that the theme of the conversation since then has been about, well, This school's going to do this. This school's going to do that. They're going to find other opponents. They're going to play. Folks, what you're hearing is a lot of frustration from inside the Big Ten offices. Well, the the Big Ten schools, the athletic directors, and the coaches, they're not happy with these decisions. These were made about them. We'd be naive to think that the decision was not politically placed as well as with the eye towards – If you go ahead and have them play, players have them play, then it gives the optics of, you know what? The people that are pushing for the pay the players mantra are going to even get bigger steam and momentum. And so I do think there is a lot of making sure That the short-term loss, devastating as it may be, might be better than the long-term financial loss if they have to pay players. That is a part of it. Now, the SEC, the ACC, the Big 12 have continued to say they're going to play. We don't know that they're going to play. We know that the plans are to play, think they're going to play, don't know that they're going to play. I can tell you that inside SEC offices, coaches, administrators, they don't think it's any better than 50-50, if that, that they're going to play. But taking it to the next step, giving every allowance for this to be a viable option is something that they're looking to do. No question about it. Um, So we'll see. We'll see how this plays out. I, I think they feel like, in the SEC office, that if they take it all the way, that they can at least say we did everything we could. And I think that is important, particularly important for that fan base. Whereas they're up in arms in Big Ten and Pac-12 country, but there is not the level of passion that would meet the SEC. So, different strokes for different folks, no doubt. How they handle it differently, of course, no doubt. I've heard people talk about, hell, you know, leadership problems, there is leadership problems in college football. There's no doubt about that. And I do think having a voice that could politically and control the message better and maybe get all the conferences, Power Five conferences, on the same page, I think is needed. I think is important. It should be done. Not to dictate from an ivory tower as some have suggested, but to mediate and to get things done for the greater good of all of college football, because we do have a system where everybody's doing their own thing. And what people fail to realize is that if you're the only conference playing, then you cease to be the best conference because you're not the best conference, you're the only conference. So to be the best, you have to have the other conferences to prove you the best, right? That's the business part of the relationship of football that is lost. And I go back to the old NFL theory of when Wellington Mara was the old NFL days, they could have said, we're in New York. We can get a bigger T V deal. That's not good enough. No, they negotiated on the on the the behest and to the benefit of all the teams. Because there is no New York Giants if there are not any Green Bay Packers. It's just that's the way it is. <coughs> Pardon me. So you've got to understand while they are competitors on the field, they're business partners off of it. And I think college football, as it's becoming more and more of a national game, if you're going to have a national playoff, it's not enough just to say, well, the SEC's been the best, therefore we don't give a damn if the Pac-12 plays or not. Well, some fans think that way. It's not an accurate way to look at it because the reality is to be the best, you have to have somebody else that you're playing because if you're, again – if you're the only one playing, you're not the best. You're just the only one there. In order to win a race, got to have somebody else in a race. <laughs> in a one-man race, you're not winning or losing. You finish first, you finish last, you finish in the middle. You're the only one that finished. I, I-, I think there's a little bit of lack of that going on. And we know... While there needs to be uniformity, there's vast differences of how the sport is looked at within each school, within each conference. The level of importance, the financial importance, the look and face of the conference, all of that's really important. But it differs in the level of importance. It differs into where the priorities are. And I don't think that academics needs to be not a priority for football to be successful, for example. But I think understanding and people that do study this and take the time to study it, you could look at a program like an Alabama that has had unbelievable financial success from a football standpoint that has only made the university, the academic side, grow – the, it's tougher to get into the University of Alabama, and it is more expensive to get into the University of Alabama, and it's directly correlated, according to academic folks, to the football success and the notoriety that it brings. A lot more than I ever understood, or in some cases still understand. It is huge. But it's looked at differently. There's no doubt. So I keep harping on it as the uniformity is so important because the mixed messages are a problem. They continue to be a problem. They're an issue that won't go away. But when it is minor issues or less of an issue, less of a thing, then... What happens is, out of sight, out of mind. They don't bother unless it's changing to a different conference or something as serious as a COVID-19. They're not that involved. The governors, I mean, some states, governors, presidents, are a little bit more involved than the others. But, so you don't notice them. In those situations, in this situation, it just magnifies it. So what does this really mean for the whole state of college football? Well, I don't believe that there's going to be spring football for the Big Ten and the Pac-12. I don't think there is. I think that's the carrot that's being dangled out to their constituents, to their fan base, to maybe keep hold of their season ticket money longer. And I don't think there's legitimacy to it. And there's not legitimacy to playing a spring season. It just doesn't make football sense. It just doesn't give enough requisite time between the end of a season and the start of the next. I believe that doing it would cause harm to the 2021 college season season even if COVID is in the rearview mirror by next fall. I think this would cause another problem. So it doesn't make sense at all, and I don't think it's realistic. I, You've heard me say before that you understand some of the smaller leagues, the group of five leagues, the cost of doing the testing probably doesn't justify playing the season because there's not enough revenue coming in to offset the cost. But it appears that Sunbelt Conference USA and the AAC are gonna make a go for it. Are they gonna stick it out and then, you know, at the end say that's it? I mean, we know that if the major conferences don't play, I don't I don't know that Fiscally, it'll be responsible because they lose the ability to play anybody other than their league if nobody else plays, and that's the thing that's important. College football is different than the NFL, and when I compared it to the NFL administratively, I I don't like doing it, but when it's applicable, I do. But this is where it's different. College football's got a lot of other teams, a lot of other programs, a lot of latitude to do things that you can't do in the NFL, but you've got only 32 teams. You can regulate it better. College football, you can't regulate it as well, which is why it would make it more manageable if you had Power Five, you know, set up in a group of five set up officially and legislated accordingly. You've got scheduling issues. If other people can't play, then you're only playing a conference schedule. You do what you do. Everybody just wants to play a season. It becomes less important who wins it and more important that you just play this year. Because, you know, isn't it the truth always that we discuss things? You know, I complained I had no shoes till I saw a man who had no feet. Not as worried about how, you well, your team's going to do this year, are you? You're more interested in whether your team's going to be able to play or not. What does this mean for the players? No, you're not going to have all the players leave and go somewhere else and transfer. Why not, Chris? Do it. Go. I'd do it. I get it. It's too late. A great player will find a home right now. How much of an impact will he have on a given team? at this late stage not very much it's not like it's in march tougher to do even a great talent is going to have less of an impact going this late now i'm not saying it's not possible it's not doable it's just not likely and then that's only for the elite guys you don't want good players because good players you got good players and you're not what are you going to do you you're fully scholarshiped up at this point There's a reason why transfers go at the end of the season semesters because you can cycle guys off the scholarship list and you can put guys on. Kind of hard to do that now. So we're not going to see as much of that as you think. I'm not saying you're not going to see it at all. You're not going to see as much of it as you think. Who would that be? It would be a guy that still has eligibility beyond this season. I think you could see that. But a guy that's draft eligible for 2021 draft is not transferring. They're going to begin to work out with a trainer. You're ready for the draft. Pure and simple. So it's not going to happen as much as you might think on that. But, again, not that it won't happen at all, because I do think it will. Here's my problem with the timing, and I do think, again, it is a little bit of a holier-than-thou attitude by the Big Ten that we're going to announce it. The Pac-12 is the little stepchild of the Big Ten and was looking for cover. Let the Big Ten announce it, take the PR bullets, and then kind of announce their decision within a couple of hours, 90 minutes, of the Big Ten. So those things are... Well known, why not wait? Well, because they don't want to wait. they believe what I said that they want to avoid the situation of paying players and the look of well, you're treating them like pro athletes because um. They're playing, and you're not paying them. So the whole momentum of go ahead and pay for players, pay the players, is going to pick up steam with that. I I think that is the the mantra. Whereas the SEC, the ACC, Big 12 are clearly making a concerted effort to play. They may know right now that they can play, They may know right now that they can't play, but they're going to hold out and see if it can get better, and at least they can once again fall on the we-gave-it-our-best-shot argument. So that's kind of the way things are there. Again, do not count it as a fait accompli that the SEC, ACC, Big 12, Conference USA, AAC, and Sunbelt are playing. Do not take that. As a definite. Far from it. It is a how we stand as of August 12th. And we'll revisit this in a little bit. Now, it's good that they are at least, you know, thinking pretty good. They're making some bold statements about what they think they can do. There's some positive negative test results that are all good things for football this fall of some sorts in college. But we are only have time to be able to let this play out and see where it, where it goes from here. Um, I am a little bit surprised that the G5 schools like the Sun Belt. I, affording being able to do this is a challenge. But if they can play... A ULM could play a, a you know a, a a school and get some money to offset the cost of testing. It's it's worth it for them, but can they do that? Well, we know that the G five schools are not going to be able to do it until the SEC, ACC, Big Twelve stay on board. If they go away, well then you know. Sunbelt schools playing Sunbelt schools or Sunbelt schools playing Conference USA schools or AAC schools playing Conference USA or Sunbelt schools is not going to give them what they need revenue-wise. Oh, yes, with TV networks running, they're not paying King's Ransom for those games. So I don't think that's feasible. So they're tied to the SEC, just like the MAC and the Mountain West are tied to the Big Ten and Pac-12, respectively. And that led to their decisions to say we're not playing. In fact, Mac and Mountain West announced they weren't playing before the Big Ten and the Big the Pac-12 day. You think they didn't know something? Of course they did. They read the tea leaves. They read them very well. So let's get to so – I want to get to um, back on some football again. But this is what everybody's talking about and asking about. So I want to address it. Kevin asks, my worst fear has come true for college footballs. It's become as absurd as our nation's politics. How can the league association with five major conferences and have two conferences declare they're playing a spring schedule and three saying they're playing a fall schedule? Well, because there is no association. There is no league. That is the point, Kevin, is that the SEC has nothing to do with The ACC has nothing to do with The Big 12 has nothing to do with the Big 10. Who has nothing to do with the Pac-12. They all operate independently. There is no college football league. That's the point. If they would agree to a certain bylaws that they need to do things together and get a vote in it, then we'd have less of things like this. Kevin asked, they couldn't get all in a room together, a Zoom meeting, and reason this out? Of course they could. Don't want to. All different agendas. Therein lies the problem. Kevin just hit the problem. That is the problem. Of course they could get together. In fact, I know that they have talked with one another. A little bit behind the scenes, like lobbyists, Conversation takes place. But there's no desire to there is a desire to do your own thing. And therein lies the problem, Kevin. So you've hit it. Your questions hopefully are answered. Just in that's why the problem is. Not like they haven't thought of this idea. It's not like they've they've purposely don't want this. They don't want to have to see themselves, they look at it as we don't want the SEC running our league. We don't want this conference running our league. That's where the greater good of the entire sport needs to be looked at, and it is not being looked at. Richard from Tampa says, with the Big Ten and Pac-12 canceling their season, could you see players transferring to other colleges in the SEC, ACC, and Big 12 in order to play? Well, again, addressing what I said, No, some, yes, transfers can happen. I think if a player is eligible for the draft and is a really good player, he's not going to go and play somewhere else. It's too late this year. Not impossible, but improbable for them to transfer and have an impact this year. So if you're a draft prospect, doesn't make much sense to do that just get ready for the draft if you're a guy that's returning and you just fed up with the conference or the team you're with you've got to find a home that you're willing to transfer to and most are going to say it's too late right now let's talk in January so you could see that I don't know that you're going to see as much of it right now as people think people think that a whole bunch of these players are going to leave Ohio State and going to end up at Alabama or Georgia or Florida or wherever, and we're going to see a different look when they line up and play September 26th. doesn't work that way. It's a much more complicated process to integrate even great talent into it. You don't just walk in and do something. So, no. So, yes, I think it could happen, but on a much smaller scale than I think people think and a much different time frame than people think. Also, could the Big Ten and Pac-12 file a lawsuit against the SEC, ACC, and Big 12 for allegedly taking their players despite the fact that the Big Ten and Pac-12 canceled their season? Uh, I'm not going to answer for what somebody can or cannot file a lawsuit on. I think you pretty much can file a lawsuit on anything, anytime, anywhere, in any circumstance. So I'll let a legal mind answer that better than I am capable of doing. But there's transfer rules. And there's nothing to stop a player or a school from a player leaving. There certainly would be NCAA violations if it's known that you poached a player. But no, there's not. Um, is it winnable? I do not think so. Lawsuit. And Richard asks, which conference do you think will be getting hurt the most by canceling their season, the Big Ten or your Pac-12? Probably the Pac-12. I think that they've got not only – not playing in the conference, but you don't have high school football in California, Uh, I think that's hurting it. I think it's setting it back. And I think it's, you know, with their revenue stream being less, still very, very good, still power five-ish, still less. I think you got a little bit more issues there. More money in the Big Ten. Of the two, it's the Pac-12. Now, you might say that with the Pac-12 being closer to an elite level, Potentially, if there's a recruiting hit, it could knock that conference down a peg. I don't see any indications that's going to be the case. But right now, it's certainly a big public perception. But right now, it's a lot about disgruntlement and discussions of how disgruntled they are. So, we'll see how that plays out. Folks, look, promise, we want to get back into football. Uh, The latest details. Uh, Recruiting information in our notebook each and every day, LandryFootball.com. Check it out. Take advantage of the scouting season offer now. Uh, Also, check out all the podcasts we have on LandryFootball.com. Sign up at LandryFootball's conference call. Also, check out the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash ChrisLandryFootball. And check out all the great programming we got. Really excited about that. So, uh, and thanks again to Eddie Rojas and his team at 401k Generations, the experts in financial planning, for being there for us, being there with us, being part of our family. They're licensed in all 50 states. They are the experts in financial planning that can help you with any issues on money management, investments. Give them a call. Give them a text today at 1-866-998-5879 today. So appreciate you joining us. Check us again on Tuesday as we'll break down the latest in college football and certainly flip on over and listen to Scout's Eye on pro football as things are going a little bit better thus far inside the training camp version of the NFL. So check us out on both. Appreciate you joining us again. Make sure you keep it on LandryFootball.com for all the latest. Appreciate it, everybody, and we'll talk to you next time.